The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to create a life that's intentional and dynamic? Welcome to The Intentional Spirit with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and wow, we love having you as part of our show. We honor all of you out there throughout the world for for being an intentional spirit. It takes such an inner commitment, most of all to yourself, to follow through with the commitments that you make, to carry through with what it is that was important to you at the time. It's it's more than every new year setting a few resolutions. It's It becomes a way of life because intentional spirits continue to do what they feel pulled to do, what feels naturally innately right for them in spite of external exercises. So saying no to some of the programs or what you're eating, saying yes to great things like yoga, which is what we are featuring today with the energy medicine of that component. But it's staying the course. And often the key is staying the course long enough that you actually get to see the results. Too many people stop too soon before the diet, before the relationship, before the the funds, before the new of the evolution comes forward. So I'm very excited today that we have a wonderful guest who is definitely intentional. Her name is Lauren Walker. Welcome, Lauren. So happy Hi. to have you today. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I just... I so much was uh, looking forward to speaking with you. Um, I would say that I don't think of that many people that I like want to be more like, because I probably like you, I want to be more like myself. I'm still understanding what that is. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. when I think about energy, I think about one of my true loves, and that's Donna Eden. She is over the top, off the moon, brilliant. We've had her here a few times. Um, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. And with you, I um, and I, I mentioned her because she's featured right there, front and center on your on your website mm-hmm. of your emyoga.net, and that's everyone that's energymedicineyoga.net. But how in the world did you get on this path? Tell us. We want to know all about you. How did you become <laughs> into the life that you're living now? Well, you know, it, it was very much following intuition, although I'm not sure I would have named it that at the time, um, being um, guided by forces much larger than myself, and not all of them, um, all of them positive ultimately, but as you know, when you're following a path, it's 
not always easy. You have to do some um, maybe challenging things, things you don't want to do. You get thrown down uh, dark holes that you think you'll never get out of, but that ends up being part of the path, and that was very much the case for me. So I was um, teaching yoga um, and had a very um, thriving practice and community and uh, owned my own yoga studio. I had um, not been teaching for uh, for a long time, but um, really just dove into it deeply and so um, got very, uh, I don't know, very proficient, but proficient quickly because of my dedication to it. And that was reflected by um, by my students, by my classes, by this yoga studio that sort of magically opened for me. Um, everything was pointing in that direction of continuing on that path. And then I had a lemony snicket year where everything kind of went belly up and super challenging. And I ended up losing my yoga studio and um, left my town, sort of felt like I had lost my town and my community through the loss of my yoga studio. It was very political and, and not very fun or pretty. And um, I uh, ended up going down to Mexico for a while, and then I came back, and it was sort of during that time that uh, Bush was taking us to war, and I couldn't fathom that. I was completely opposed to it in every way and was actually surprised that it actually was going to happen because of all of the protesting, and I thought that was surely going to do something. And it didn't, and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't live in this country any longer. Just everything was conspiring against my feeling of, of contentment and joy and even a feeling of home here. So I moved up to Canada. And in that time, between leaving uh, Montana and moving to Canada, um, I met two people that introduced me to the work of Donna Eden, one right before I left Montana and one right when I moved to Canada. So two different countries, radically different people and circumstances that they had been introduced to Donna's work. And in Canada, actually, it was a gentleman who had been dying of an undiagnosed um, uh, brain aneurysm. He had a bleed on his brain and nobody knew it and no one knew what was wrong with him. And for seven years, he was lying on the couch in his mother's house, a super athletic man, 23 years old, from 23 to uh, almost 30, just lying there. No one knew what was wrong with him. And he said the wow. only thing that kept him alive was working on his chakras out of this book by a woman named Donna Eden. He'd never <laughs> met her. He'd ne his mother had given him this book, and he just went in. So, okay, so that got my attention. <laughs> you start and, um, saying, let me guess, who might that be? <laughs> right, right. Wow, love it. So I went and took a workshop with her, and, you know, you've met her. You've had her on your show. You know the power that she radiates in her, just in her simple being, let alone the fact that she is the I mean, the teacher of miracles really is what she is. And so I went down the path of miracles. And um, when I finally went back to teaching yoga, I took that with me and um, and wove it into the yoga that I had been teaching and been practicing myself. I stopped teaching for actually uh, a full seven years, and but kept practicing and kept weaving Donna's work into my work. And when I went back to teaching, that's what I started to teach. And my students... We're having the same miraculous experiences that I was, and um, I shared that with Donna, and um, she knew that I was onto something. And here we are, two books later, and now an online course with Donna to show the world um, what happens in the body energetically when you practice this practice. It's it's so powerful and so beautiful and elegant and so simple. And that's what we wanted to show and share with as many people as we could. 
Uh, so powerful. Well, I I love your story, and I when you were talking about you went through the crash, it it's kind of it's so interesting how many of us have gone through the crash, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and the what comes from that, the depth and the and the knowledge and the experiential value, um, and the way that students or people or or energy relationships respond when you've experienced that that dark night and i'm so grateful for mine you know from many years ago or yours from many years ago because it it definitely shape shifts us to feel even deeper and a greater level of commitment and and to really understand the broader part of humanity i think and i uh, i was on a show yesterday and they were asking me about you know ego and stuff like that and you know and, and what's a key factor and it, it's humility mm-hmm. you know those kind of moments i think they gave some of us the gift of a deeper level of of humility that i'm so grateful to have that and I, I hear that in your voice, too. It takes a humility person to recognize another one. So, <laughs> hi, hi, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. And, and I also think, you know, um, so I started my spiritual path, and, and I say this in, in many different ways and in all over the place, kind of kicking and screaming. Like, I was dragged onto the spiritual path, and I think many people were. And and many of us, it happens from a traumatic experience. And, um, you know, my father died at um, 49 years old of a double brain aneurysm, and um, it really just rocked my world. And it threw me directly onto the path of seeking and questing. And... I would have given anything not to be on that path and to have stayed, you know, I was a cocktail waitress, I was a ski bum, I was having a great life, I was post-college trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do, and then that happened. And so those forces, I think, that form us aren't, aren't always by choice, and, and I still, I, I would go back. I would, I, I would give all the wisdom and the knowledge um, for for him to come to be back with us, but of course that's that's never the possibility. And so I think the humility comes from um, it's sort of like sea glass. You know, you're you're thrown into the sea and you're bashed around by the waves and the sand and the rocks, and you become smooth and and shiny and clear. Um, but maybe you, you you still wish you were in that old bottle again. Um, but but I I think the humility comes from okay, so this is what happened, this is where I am now, and and thank you that I was able to come out of that in a, in a graceful way and still retain the wholeness of my soul, which I didn't even learn about until after I had felt that it was shattered and I realized or I learned um, that it, it can't ever be shattered. There, there, that, is, that is a fallacy. Your soul is always whole, but sometimes we have to go um, deep on a journey to find that wholeness again. So I think that's that's the humility is uh, um, is coming from that experience. Well, there's a a couple of things that that come to mind. One of my new favorite sayings, probably like you, I I have you know one a month or ever so often. But my my newest newest one is that um, when I write someone a birthday card or an email or whatever. I say, I acknowledge your parents um, that you were born. Mm-hmm. But in a deeper way, I acknowledge you for allowing yourself to be birthed time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's part of, you know, what you're experiencing and what you're expressing uh, is the support and the values and the program that you offer that allows an individual to deepen that birthing inside from life balance, from health balance, and those kind of things. And, you know, Lauren, um, this is, uh, well, you and I both said we would just follow our hearts, but it's it's really interesting um, that in my lifetime, I was so fortunate that I had my great-grandparents, my grandparents, Mm. my great-uncles, aunts, and all of that, and in my life, and then to find myself without a father um, many years ago. And I used to say, you know, why is it that so many people I love die? I mean, I could sit at a round table at a pastoral care program in the hospital and people would go around that were 40 and 50 and 60 and say they haven't had any major people die in their lives. And then they'd Mm -hmm. come to me and I would go, you don't want me to go. You know, we're talking a 45 minute thing here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the epiphany I had is that to ask the question in a different way, because what I have learned is the people that I loved, they never died Mm -hmm. because they still live. And they connect, and they're a part of my life. And um, I told this on the show not too long ago that I was talking to a psychic, and the psychic said, uh, your dad's coming in the room real strong, and he wants to know, why do you not have a photo of him in your office? Hmm. <laughs> and I said, mm, let me think. Oh, I don't have a picture of him in my office. He said, no, you don't have a picture of him in your office at home or over at the campus and he would like to say that he's been helping you and the least you could do is put a picture of him up (laughs) i love it i love it that's good you know um i i just saw the movie coco and um i i just love yes i love that that, the honoring of the ancestors um but you know what i wanted to say it's so interesting because i I feel like you and i have a lot of parallels and Mm -hmm. um, i also lost a lot of people very very young um people that, you know, uh, maybe were of age to to pass, although as I get older, I think, wow, that was so young for them to die. When you're younger, it seems, you know, someone that's 60 or 70, that seems ancient, but now I'm thinking, oh, that does that just seems pretty oh. young. Um, but I lost a lot of people, including um, young people in my life, uh, you know, a cousin at 15, and, you know, um, really sort of crazy deaths that should not have happened. And I think that also is a really powerful motivation for me. Um, I mean, I know the truth of, of, I'm just saying, as I'm saying that, I know the truth of what life is. I don't know. I can't even say that because who who knows that. But, but, you know, that, that we all, we have a, our, our expiration date is there for all of us. You know, we will die at some point and, and I'm not under the illusion of, of that. But, um, but I think the, the work that I do is really driven by this desire to, stay alive and healthy as long as I possibly can and to help anyone that I know or anyone who wants to to find that path as well because I've I've given up trying to you know you can't you can't lead anybody else to a path of yours you can only offer what you know to somebody that might be looking for it um but what I feel like I offer is that 
is that hope that we can age well, gracefully, easefully. As Donna says, we want to die young, as old as we possibly can. And I think that that really is part of the mission that I've taken on as well, is to, is to find a place of health and healing and wholeness within whatever context we are in, in our own individual lives. Mm, you're, you're so spot on. I, I wrote the book, When Did You Die? Eight Steps to Stop Dying Every Day and Start Waking Up. And mm-hmm. that, that's that other part of the equation yet is exactly right, that people will naturally die and know that your expiration date and you're done. But where you do a lot of your work, where Donna does a lot of her work, where I do a lot of my work, is that it's not necessary to die while you're living. That's a that's definitely a, a, a thing that one can attend to, do work on, mm-hmm. um, get the knowledge, um, model other people that do believe that, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. And to to really be committed to that, as I often say, and it definitely is a Donna vibe. It's a you vibe as well, that um, aging is inevitable at least with what we have right now, aging is inevitable. Being old is a choice. That's the bottom line. Being old is a choice. And so many people start, you know, past 40, making up all these reasons and excuses, probably because they watch too many commercials. I'm not really sure. But it's like, oh, yeah, well, what do you expect? You know, I'm over 40. I'm over this. I'm over that. And it's like, do you know how many people that are 80, 90, like Betty White, that still work every day? And you know, mm-hmm. just your left leg, the, like to, you'll love this one and then I'll, I'll stop talking. But I'm just, I love talking about energy and it, it gets me all wound up, as you can tell. But I'm, I'm mindful of the lady that goes to the doctor. She's 87 and her knee's hurting. And uh, the doctor says, well, ma'am, what do you want me to tell you? It's just, it's just that you're getting old. And she said, oh, that's a bunch of hogwash. My other knee is the same age and it's never hurt me at all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, really what, you, what you're talking about, too, is these cultural portals um, mm-hmm. that, uh, that we have and that if you, um, if you avoid those, you really avoid so many pitfalls that, um, that the culture tells you you're going to fall into. But it's, it really is a piece of self-fulfilling prophecy that you don't need to um, pay any attention to um, to, to, to stay to stay healthy and to stay strong and not only to stay alive while you're alive, but, you know, there's so many uh, ailments that we suffer from that so many people suffer from that are reversible, that are healable. So it's not only about aging well, but I really believe it's about reversing disease patterns. And, um, you know, I say that this is the path of miracles that, and, you know, the yoga that I teach is the yoga of miracles. And really what that means to me is that, um, results happen for which we don't have an exact um, understanding of the mechanism that caused those results. So we call those miracles. But the truth is the body is it, it itself is a miracle and has built in it healing capabilities. It's programmed to heal. I mean, that is just simply what the body does. It's what the body knows how to do, and it's what the body does. And again, you know, Donna is the example of that. She healed herself of MS when everyone gave up on her and said she was going to die and and she created for herself what people would call a miracle but on the other hand it was also quite mundane how she did it and that's the truth is 
this is available to anyone and everyone. You don't have to be special. You don't have to see energy. Healing the body can be quite mundane and really pedestrian. It's something that the body does every single day without thinking about it. And for the body to execute a miracle like reversing cancer overnight is literally no big deal. That's just what the body does. The body's not like, whoa, I did this huge miracle. The body's just like, yep, cancer gone. Okay, what's, what else do we got to deal with now? Oh, you need a new job? Boom, there's your new job. What else do you need? Like that's what energy can do for you when you start to communicate in the language that the universe speaks. It's so spot on. And I, I'm I'm getting that that's one of your favorite words. It's so funny. That's my favorite word too. I actually have a goddaughter little girl chose me. Her name is Miracle and she's three. But I love the statement a miracle is what happens when you wake up one day and you're there. And you don't recall all the necessary steps that it took to get you there. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, um, I'm wanting to invite everybody because this is such a, well, first of all, it's a very great conversation. And I want to thank all of you in advance for sharing it out there. Um, we post it on social media, on Unity Online Radio, and you can share it. But also to delve into the website, emyoga.net. That's energymedicineyoga.net. Check out Lauren's schedule. She's going to be at Omega. She's going to be in different places throughout the country in 2019. And she has so much more on her website, her books, uh, different writings and things. So you definitely want want to check her out. I just think it's great what you're doing. And um, I'm sure that along the way you've had um, many, but a couple of stories that come to mind that you go, oh, wow, this is my why. This is why I do what I do. Would you like to share one or two of those? Sure, yeah. Um, We actually, at every event um, and teacher training, and thank you for mentioning some of those because mm-hmm. Omega's coming right up. I've got a couple teacher trainings coming right up. And at all of these programs, we always put a miracle board on the wall and people write down um, miracles that happen for them. And um, they run the gamut. And, you know, some people, if you have insomnia, sleeping through the night is a miracle. And we get those all the time. And people with digestive issues, those are kind of two of the big ones that people struggle with, digestion and elimination and sleep. And you can just see from all across the country, there are sleep centers and there are, you know, um, just in my community, they're building a huge um, adjunct to the hospital, um, all for digestive issues. And it's just remarkable to me because there's, of course, so many ways to address those, but way before you're ending up in a hospital um, campus for that. Um, but I, I've got a couple, I've, I've got three, actually, it's funny that you should ask because we were just pulling some of these uh, to share with people um, for this upcoming course that I'm doing with Donna. And um, so they're really, they're really right there. Um, so one of them, this woman, her name was Michelle, and she actually asks me to use her name because she wants everybody to know the power of this work. And she's actually one of my, she's in my master training program right now as a direct result of this miracle that happened for her. So she was at a level one teacher training, which is a four-day course teaching you how to bring the basics of energy medicine yoga into your yoga classes. So you're already a yoga teacher, and you're just going to learn the basics of EM yoga. And 
18 months prior to this, she had had her second bout of breast cancer and had some lymph nodes removed under her armpit. So this was her second round, and um, they obviously wanted to remove everything. They were very unhappy that it returned. And in the removal of the lymph glands, the doctor nicked a nerve. And he told her that right away, and he said, but I really felt like I needed to get this lymph that was, you know, um, sick. And and if you don't get feeling back in your arm between 6 and 12 months, you will not have feeling back in your arm. And so she did not have any feeling in her upper arm um, after the year, a year after the surgery. And so this was another six months after that. So this was 18 months after the surgery. And um, so she wore a sleeve, like a compression sleeve, like you see with people with fibromyalgia and things like that, just to protect her because she had no feeling. And at the end of the first day of training, she went home and she took the sleeve off and she could feel her hand brushing against her arm. And she thought, wow. And she talked to her husband that night and she's like, oh my God, I felt my hand. And he said, you should write that on the miracle board. And she said, you know, I'm just going to wait and see because chances are it was nothing and it was my imagination. It will go away and I don't want to make anything of it. Next day she comes to class, she goes home, the same thing. She takes her sleeve off, she can feel her hand brushing the top of her arm. She's like, that's so weird. Her husband's like, put that on the miracle board. She says, I'm not going to do anything. It'll go away. I know it. I don't want to get too excited about it. She goes to sleep. At 2 or 3 in the morning, she wakes up with a crazy sensation in her armpit, which immediately puts her into fear because she's obviously had a recurrence of cancer. And she looks down and she sees that all of the covers are bunched up under and around her arm and she could feel it for the first time in 18 months. And the sensation never went away. And a year later, she still has full feeling in her arm, um, on all sides of her arm. And um, so she is a total miracle story. And, you know, nerve cells regenerate, and hers clearly did. And the program that we were doing was not even specifically for anything related to what she had been going through. It was a general course to teach general EM yoga. And yet the effects on it because energy has priorities, so it goes where it needs to go first. And in her body, that's where it needed to go, and it healed her her nerves and her arm. So that was a really, um, really powerful story. Wow. That's awesome. That is – and just – and you draw from that, you know. I mean, those are the stories that on an off day you, you go to that dwelling place and mm-hmm. remember – why this work is so important. And I imagine you have tons of stories of people staying younger, being more flexible, healing some of the uh, arthritis and all the other different kind of red energies that are in the body as well. That's just really, really incredible. For those of you that are just coming in, we're getting ready to go to break. We're talking with Lauren Walker. And she is an expert with energy medicine yoga. And you can go to the website, emyoga, as in energymedicine.net, and find out all about her and the work that she does. Thank you for visiting me at templehaze.com, at social media is at templehaze, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Wisdom Moment with Iyama Van Zandt, taken from a Celebrate Your Life event in Phoenix, Arizona. The universe is not going to wait for you. And if you keep talking yourself out of what you're told to do, because of your negative self-talk or the crazy you inherited, somebody else is going to pick up on the idea. How many times have you been told to do something and you start figuring out the how? But the philosopher Nietzsche told us if you've got a strong enough what, the how will be provided. The way you do the things that the universe is calling you to do is don't ask how. When you get the instruction, just start moving. Everything else will show up for you. To find a Celebrate Your Life event near you, visit CelebrateYourLife.com. Follow UnityOnlineRadio.org on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and stay up to date with everything Unity. Become a fan by clicking the Like button. You can join in with a Facebook Live event, or just like and share our inspirational messages and posts. Be the first to find out about any big special guests on the radio, giveaways, or events at Unity Village. Make sure you leave any questions or comments about Unity programming. We want to hear from you. Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing, another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children. So families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to Unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday. Discover how to connect with our loved ones on the other side with Suzanne Giesman and Messages of Hope. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Central as Suzanne shares evidence that love never dies. In evidential medium, spiritual teacher, and author, Suzanne brings hope and healing through her gift of communication with those who have passed. Suzanne brings messages of hope and love that go straight to the heart. Tune in this Thursday right here on Unity Online Radio. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to The Intentional Spirit with Reverend Temple Hayes. That's exactly right. Now, we would love you to call in because... um, Lauren and I are on a roll here. We love talking, and we also love people asking questions. And you have an opportunity today to talk to her. So give us a call. We'd love to talk more about energy medicine yoga with you. 
um, situations in your life and those kind of things. So thank you for participating. That being said, you can go to emyoga.net and find out all the information and to know more about our guest today, uh, the original Lauren Walker. So Lauren, oh, I love that story that you told, and I bet you've got a few more in your file cabinet. Yeah, I've got I've got a, a ton more, um, but I'll share a couple more that really stand out to me. Um, I've got a woman also in my master um, program uh, who she is a, um, a mental health provider, so psychologist and uh, also a yoga teacher, and she wanted to bring some of this work into her practice. And obviously in a clinical setting, there's certain things you can do and certain things that you can't, so she's very aware of that. Um, and brings in um, just really easeful things, simple practices to get people's energies aligned. And so she had a client who was referred to her because her former therapist was leaving, and she was a really challenging case. And um, my uh, teacher took her on as a client, and she came into the office with uh, a brace on each of her legs, a brace on each of her arms, a neck brace, and uh, walking with a cane. And she had all sorts of physical um, limitations and, and challenges and a lot of anger and emotional issues and a lot of fear as well of losing her support system because she had so many physical challenges. Um, and she had been uh, seeing other therapists within this clinic for many years. And my teacher started to work with her and told her right there that she was um, uh, going to be retiring herself in six months and wanted to make sure that she was comfortable working with her in that limited time frame. And this woman said yes. And so they started to work together. And, you know, the first few sessions are just about getting to know each other and establish trust. But very soon, um, my teacher started to give her some energy medicine yoga practices. Very simple, because you can imagine this woman had very limited mobility and, um, and, and very limited belief system that anything like that would work. But my teacher persevered and just gave her some simple things that she could do to start to get her energy working for her. Little by little... It started, and it actually started quickly that she came in the next time and said, well, whatever that was that you did last time, that kind of felt really good. Could we do more of that? So she started asking for it. Well, I'll just flash forward with you. Um, six months past, she had gotten rid of all of her braces and just kept her cane just for, you know, the, a little confidence, but didn't even need the cane anymore. And when my... Um, my teacher was going to be wrapping up her practice and said, would you like me to refer you to somebody else? And the woman said, I feel like I'm complete now. And they decided together that, that she was complete with her, with her psychiatric treatment and her physical treatment was also just included in that um, as, a, as a bonus. Um, but she transformed in six months um, in ways that she, neither of them had foreseen and she had been working at this clinic for years without really any measurable results. And it was just, I mean, you can just see her, right, the braces falling off her body. It's really like one of those things you see in a movie where, you know, somebody comes up and I can see, I can walk, and that's really what happened to her. It was just, it's such, it's so beautiful to hear how these techniques, again, which are so simple, and I, I emphasize that over and over again, you don't have to be, a, you know, a PhD in anything or a master. Like, this is simple, simple stuff. I really call it like kindergarten yoga because it's so 
accessible to anyone, no matter what, you know, this woman could barely walk, and here she was doing these yoga practices, and now she she's literally free in a way she hadn't been um, before. I just love those kind of stories. Oh, yeah. Well, what, it just really heals our soul, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's one of the most ancient ways. Um, a speaker once said, you know, when did we stop singing and when did we stop dancing and when did we stop telling the rich and beautiful stories about our lives? Because there's all of those things are so healing. Mm-hmm. They, they are absolutely so healing. Are. And actually, storytelling is one of the, the most powerful ways in to transforming our unconscious, which is where all of our habitual energy resides and sort of um, controls. I mean, we haven't really talked so much about how energy works in the body, but uh, a lot of it works um, on an unconscious level. And storytelling is one of the ways that we can get in and start to transform the morphic fields that, that, um, that keep us stuck in our habits. So storytelling is incredibly powerful. So how has uh, the journey of energy medicine yoga changed you? Oh, well, that's a <laughs> loaded <laughs> that's question. A, that's a series of about six, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We'll, have, we'll, have, we'll do a mini-series. Um, I'll, I'll micro-mini it and, and just share it with you. So I shared how I sort of started the spiritual path through that um, singular traumatic experience. And, um, and, you know, I started my yoga path, which yoga is a beautiful and healing practice. Um, but I started to, maybe not right away, but after about seven or eight years, started to run into my limitations with, with yoga and what I could um, heal within myself. And that's when I found Donna's work. And what I discovered was um, that the accessibility to the energy that she teaches is, is, is profound and, and much, you know, en- yoga is an energetic practice, but to get into the depths of it, the energy pathways in the traditional yoga is it is kind of phd level and it's not as accessible or available in a way that's utilizable um so i i found donna's work and I, as i already said i dove deep into that and then in the magical bounty and abundance of life um more traumatic experiences came down the pike into my life things that were just outside beyond the pale and actually the subject of my third book which is about healing trauma and grief with energy medicine yoga but i know without a doubt without the practices and the skill set that i learned from donna i likely would not be here today because the trauma was beyond anything that i had experienced before or had any tools to deal with and it was directly the tools of energy medicine yoga and the community that supported me through my journey, um, you know, Donna's community, my community, um, that allowed me to to come through and to increase my skill set and my toolkit even more and help other people through um, through their own trauma and grief and suffering journeys. And so I think what it has given me, and the you know, you asked how how I'm changed today, is. The, there's this sense of equanimity and balance that I never had before and a, a real sense of peace. I And I'm still a questioner. I still have really um, strong opinions and um, really clear ideas of right and wrong and how I think things should be. 
And I also recognize that those are my ego limitations and that there are uh, pictures and ideas that are far beyond our frail ability to understand how the universe operates. Um, and so that that peace that I have at the end of the day and the knowledge that I have, the tools to deal with anything. And I've still had, you know, I mean, life is abundant in both its gifts and its challenges. And as new challenges come up, you know, grievous challenges, trauma challenges come up, I have ways to deal with them that are um, that are just really, really powerful and, and easeful and I, I want to say quick. Like I'm able to process challenging situations, even traumatic situations, much more quickly. I can see through the other side, and I don't deny the experience. I go down into the depths of it, um, but I I don't attach to the story. I can let that go, and I know how to uh, release the energy from my body so that it doesn't get stuck and cause other problems down the road. So I think that's the biggest change, that kind of that calm center line that I never had before. Uh, absolutely. And it, it, it is, has been such a pleasurable show because, like you were saying, there's such parallel and such similarities because you do so much work with the, I mean, the conversation and the opening door is about yoga and about stretching, you know, and for me, the conversation is about um, eyes have not seen nor ears heard, neither have entered into any of our hearts, the things that are possible, you know, for all of us. And it's the ability to stretch in your humanity to, to be able to see things multidimensionally, because that's so much of what it's all about, isn't it? You know, like, um, seeing people through the years, you know, like they'll be, you know, 60 and they go, and I can't believe it, you know, that I'm having this difficulty and, you know, this is happening. And, and of course I'm, you know, listening and I'm not trying to fix or anything, but in its appropriateness. And I say, wow, but what about celebrating a body that has never let you down for 60 years. Very mm -hmm. few people can say that, you know. And then, it's, so it's about that ability to to stretch your mind and your, your consciousness to be able to see a much bigger picture. I mean, we have a lot of leaders and healers out in the world today discouraged and, you know, joining the masses of, you know, the news and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know where you're at, but I'm I'm more excited than I've ever been. I've never seen so many people with so many opinions speaking out at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. I mean, we're it part is. of this great awakening. And I'm not saying that like, you know, new agey. Um, mm -hmm. I actually, you can feel it. You know, there's, mm -hmm. um, there's feet on the ground. There's sandals on the ground. There's young people uh, mm -hmm. growing to a place of leadership. There's people that were asleep that are now waking up that realize that what they vote about every day of their lives, not just once every four years actually matters. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. I think it's just really just amazing. Mm -hmm. No, I, I mean, I agree. Absolutely. And I actually write about that in, in the energy medicine yoga prescription. If you're feeling um, despondent about the state of the world, the the things that you can look to, just what you're talking about, those are energetic patterns. 
And so people say, you know, well, is there, you know, what's the bigger picture and, you know, who's who's watching all this and holding all of this together for us, whatever your spiritual beliefs are. And the truth is, or what I, what I think is going on, um, is that, you know, everything in the world is patterns and fractals, smaller bits of the same larger bit, as above, so below. And, um, and things shift when we enter in a creative uh, energy into a pre-existing pattern. And that, that's, they're called morphic fields, and they're biological systems of which we are one, and our community is one, and the politic community is one. And these patterns and habits shift when a creative endeavor comes in, and that's part of the storytelling as well. And so that is exactly what's happening right now, is we are shifting the morphic fields of so many things. And it happens when there's a a mass level of energy that's moving towards um, something in one particular direction. And and that's what we're seeing right now. And it is, it's incredibly powerful and, and, and awful in the, in the true sense of the world. It inspires awe and terror in the sense that there are patterns that are huge and they have big consequences and there are energies from all sides that are that are trying to um, topple the systems that as they've been and so it's it is fascinating and more than that it does matter it matters incredibly excruciatingly it matters what you do day to day like you said it's not just about voting every four years it's about everything you do, and not in a way to make you feel overwhelmed, but in a way to um, really encourage you to come into your center line, your through line. We do this thing at the end of the wake-up. It's called the hook-up. You put one finger in your belly button, one finger in your third eye. Press in and pull up and breathe three times in the nose, out the mouth. Something that simple helps to keep you in alignment with your core values and beliefs. And so everything that you do from where you spend your money, what you spend your money on, who you talk to, um, what you say to them, what you, you know, where you tune your mind in, how easy or difficult it is for you to um, break out of your dogmatic patterns and beliefs, everything matters. And it, it matters in terms of shifting you into a particular um, uh, pattern of energy and and where you're going to go forward to and where you're going to put your energy towards creating because we're a creative being so everything you do is creating and what is it that you want to create so um, it is it's an exciting dynamic time it, it it really is and you know with the with the work you do and the work that I do um, you know, it's often so easy for people to say, well, I don't have to have that right now. But what I have learned through the years and through my own life experience is these practices that you're talking about, the practices that I'm talking about, when you are willing to participate in these little, little leads to a lot, lot, you don't really have to have anything else right now because you begin to develop such a system of health and well-being that rarely would you be that person that would need to keep going through the drive-through window for pharmaceuticals or keep going through the drive-through window for other things and ailments because you have put that investment 
to something you didn't feel like you had to have right then, but because you were willing to invest the time, never in your life would you have to measure anything that is that huge or that significant. At least that's how that's how I feel. It's such a an honor when people ask you how many medications do you take and you say I don't take any medications and they go well that's not possible well it must be because I don't you know it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. um I don't mean that like oh look at me and and I don't even mean it that way anyway (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's about a lot of years a very very long time ago that there was a decision to be made that said I don't have to do this right now but I believe I will before you know what is it they say Lauren um it's easier to listen to the shouts before you have to pay attention to the two by fours. Mm-hmm. And I go even a little further. Like listen. Good. To go further. Listen <laughs> to the whispers. Don't even wait for the shouts. Listen to the whispers. Mm-hmm. And I and that's a huge part of the work that I do uh, in energy medicine yoga, and that I'll teach you is um, is to tune in. Your body is talking to you all the time. And the physical body is the conduit for the energetic body and the spiritual body and the mental body, right? So the physical body holds all of that. Candace Pert used to say that the physical body is the manifestation of the unconscious mind. And so you have tools, really easy ones, to start to get in and to have those conversations, like you said, while things are whispering before the two-by-four hits you over the head. Because if you think, I don't have time to do this little five-minute thing, you're certainly not going to have time to deal with the huge issue that now puts you, you know, out of commission. And so, but then you have to, you have to make the time. So why not make the time now when you have the choice to, okay, you know what, I'm going to turn off Facebook and I'm going to do this little five-minute routine um, and and then uh, notice how everything else sort of starts to align in your life. So I'm a huge proponent of that, of doing the small things of your own choice before you're forced to do the large things against your conscious will. Well, I know a a number of people that are tuning in are are kind of asking some questions like where to start. Well, one simple way to start is making a decision to do so. Uh, The other would be to go to your website, emyoga, as in energymedicineyoga.net. But also you have programs, um, you have this new exciting program that's with Donna uh, that's uh, out right now. Tell us a little bit about that. And also people can go and and view certain things that you have done as far as instructions as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. So I've got a whole bunch of programs on the website um, that you can tune into depending on you know, where you are in your practice. If you want to start from the absolute beginning and I'll help you build a home practice for yourself, I've got two books out that correspond roughly to um, some of the online courses right now. So if you like to read and learn or if you like to do video and learn, and as you mentioned, I've got a a bunch of live classes coming up as well. But the most exciting thing, at least for me right now, and I think for the world, is this online class that Donna and I did together produced by Yoga Journal. And um, it I really wanted, I knew and I know the power of this work, but I wanted to share it out in a way that people could relate to. And Donna sees energy, and that's one of her uh, magic superpowers, I guess. And she created her whole school to teach people to work with their own energies, even if they don't see them. And so you don't have to see energy, but it is fascinating um, to, to hear from Donna what she sees. And so this course, we have, we sort of do the battle of the poses, 
and we have we do I do yoga poses, the traditional yoga style, and then the EM yoga version of the pose. And Donna shares what she sees, and it is it's jaw dropping. It was jaw dropping for me, um, even creating this and knowing the power of it to hear Donna say what she says about those. And then so it, it's an eight week course, and then each week I lead you through a full practice, which has three or four of those poses. Um, within it. And then we've got a bunch of, of content where we're talking about different um, concepts and ideas of energy and sharing stories and theory, um, and then uh, these live classes, and then uh, there's a bunch of extra bonus material as well. It's really a robust class. It's it's amazing. And Donna has never taught with anyone outside of her school before. This is the first time, and the reason that she chose to do this course is because she saw as well the value of bringing this work. You know, yoga is a huge um, practice. There's 35 million practitioners in the United States, and if each of them was just adding a little bit of EM yoga into their lives, we could we would have a sea change, not only in in our health, um, but in the health of the planet, in the health of our communities, um, because that's how energy works. That's the value of of healing yourself. You it really is heal yourself, heal the world. Because energy, uh, uh, we're going to run out of time before I can explain how energy works, but because that is how energy works. And if you want to know more about that, um, then then check out this course or come study with me individually live or just shoot me an email and I'll try to answer some questions. But um, I'm so excited about this course. It really, nothing like this has ever been done before. And um, and that's hard to say in, in the yoga world or the world at large, but really this is a unique offering and I'm so excited, and it goes live on June 6th. We're actually having a webinar next Thursday, so if you go to my website, you can sign up for the webinar and um, and just check it out for free, see if that's something that interests you, and um, and then go from there. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Everybody join in. Now, when you said 35 million people, were you talking about doing yoga or 35 million uh, practitioners? I wanted to make sure that I understood that number. Yeah, 35 million people practice yoga in the United States. It's probably a little bit more that number. In the United States. Just in the United States. Yeah, 35 million. It's huge. Yeah. Well, we just see so many of those that understand energy medicine going with it. Wow, like you said, I can hold that for you. What a difference mm-hmm. it would make in our in our world, in our children's lives, in our mm-hmm. communities, in our school systems, and everywhere around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, we're we're ready. We're ready for a revolution and a beautiful, peaceful, um, healing revolution. And um, I love to bring in the work of other people that, you know, there's so many people doing incredibly beautiful, positive, powerful things um, on the planet. And to start to put your energy and attention and focus there on the, on, the good, on the good things that are happening and how you can contribute your energy towards those. So I think it's, um, I think, yeah, it, it is. It's a powerful, exciting time to be alive. Oh, well, I'm just very grateful to the work that you're doing. And um, and I want to thank everyone. And also, please share this show. You know, go on your social media network and share it so that other people can hear about it and that they can find out uh, about the advantages of energy medicine at large and energy medicine with with yoga. 
Well, with our last couple of minutes left here, I mean, you're you're so right. I mean, an hour doesn't warrant enough time to talk about all the preliminary work and the all the benefits and everything that one can have. But um, what is something that you know, like uh, something that you feel very is it very important to you that we could close out today, Lauren? You know, I think the most important thing is, is how easy this work is. It's easy and it's really powerful and so if you think you don't have time for it, you know there's a there's a koan that says um 20 minutes a day is what you should do uh, you should meditate for 20 minutes a day and if you don't have time you should meditate for an hour a day um and so you know the truth is if you give yourself five minutes and you start with something as simple as the wake up which i have free all over the place you don't have to buy anything um start with five minutes and see how that changes. Make a commitment. Do that every day for a month and see how things start to resolve in your life. Relationships get easier. You feel more spacious in your day and your time, um, more easeful. Physical things start to resolve. You feel calmer and more centered. Then that gives you the truth into the work. So give yourself that gift. Five minutes. Check it out. If it doesn't work for you, great. All you gave up was five minutes. And I guarantee you, that it will work for you and you'll want more and more and more and find that peaceful, easeful calm in your life as well. So, yeah, it's really easy work. Don't feel overwhelmed. Just dive in. Well, thank you so much, I tell you. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this show. And I can see where so clearly you impact so many people because you have the like the Donna effect on people that uh, by far people have more energy because they were with you or spent time or talked to you or were part of one of your classes. So um, uh, please give my love to Donna Eden and tell her that she, that I still remain such a dedicated and loyal fan when you see her and many blessings to you. And thank all of you for tuning in. We're so grateful to you and who you are. Stay intentional. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.